Welcome to the latest edition of Spirit in the Material World. I'm your hostess, Jana Zinzi. Really excited to be here to relaunch this series with an amazing, just a travel influencer, writer, uh, icon. <laughs> I'm going to call you an icon in travel since you've been in the game for a minute. Um, the amazing Nicole Brewer, co-founder of I Love to Globe Trot. So welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Thank you for such an awesome uh, intro. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's nice to be Listen, here. Listen, we've been following each other a long time. So yes. I'm really happy to have this conversation with you today. <laughs> same, same here. <laughs> so now tell us where you're calling in from. Uh, well, actually, I'm calling in from the Middle East. I am currently um, an English teacher in Oman. So I, I like to call it the little brother of Dubai because a lot of people don't even know where Oman is located. I'm like, it's next door to the UAE. So when I mention that, it's like, oh, okay, and get a, a bigger grasp. But yeah, um, I'm calling in from the Middle East. It is currently 9 p.m. my time compared to wow. earlier back in the States. <laughs> yes. So how did you end up in Oman? I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about in terms of you know, how you got into travel um, and your travel background. But um, if you could share a little bit about that and then why Oman, how you landed there. Um, I read an amazing piece that you wrote about dating out there. So I'd love to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of the stories. <laughs> Girl. Yes. Um, yeah, a good question. You know, I've actually been in the Middle East now in Oman in particular, for going on nine years now. I don't even know how that happened. Honestly, I started um, living abroad, teaching English. I was in South Korea for three years initially. And then from Korea, I started researching. I said, oh, I'm interested in a new destination, try having different experience from Korea. And it doesn't get much more difference from Southeast Asia to the Middle East. So I kind of made the, the leap from South Korea to here. And I've been here ever since. And that was, um, yeah nine years ago. So time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, right. so I, I'm gonna, I like to tell people I'm an English teacher by day, travel blogger, influencer by night. So, you know, I, I have, I work at a university here full time, but I have my part-time gig where I do some travel blogging and writing and write hotel reviews and restaurant reviews and write about living in the Middle East, which intrigues a lot of people. So <laughs> Yeah. Definitely. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm really curious what kept you there because, um, because you have so much flexibility in terms of being a teacher, uh, teaching English, um, which has really become one of the ways that a lot of folks can travel, particularly, you know, Americans, um, a lot of black women are able to travel through teaching or live abroad, really through teaching English elsewhere. So what kept you there? Yeah, that's a really great question because honestly, like when I first left Korea to come here, I thought, you know, I'll get that two, three year itch like I did when I was in Korea. I was ready to try a different place. I didn't think I would be here as long as I have after, you know, the first few years. It's, I like to tell people that it's a very just, a, I want to say easy life, but it's just different. Like it's very, living in the Middle East, they, they say inshallah, like what will be, will be. And I definitely feel like I'll become more patient. Like the, the the quality of life here is just like, it's such an easy, like just go with the flow type of atmosphere. I think at this particular point in my life, maybe that's what I needed in my 30s, 
going into my forties, you know? So, um, yeah. So honestly, I didn't see myself staying as long as I have, but one of the other obviously key points being a travel influencer, like with my writing and my blogging, the way it took off after the first few years of being here. And you know, I've had features on some amazing publication, National Geographic and BBC Travel and, you know, some interviews and also like some writing I've been doing too. So it's like, I think the right, right place at the right time. Like I, I like my lifestyle here. I'm able to travel to a, so many amazing places because I'm in the middle of the world. Like being located in the Middle East is a great location as a travel blogger. I can go to Africa, you know, for a long holiday weekend, or I can go to Europe and I can do either, <laughs> you know? So like that, that's been a big pull for me to be here as long as I have too, because I like to tell people if I didn't have my, my travel, my writing, on the side, maybe I wouldn't have stayed as long as I have because I found like a nice little balance of the two, the teaching by day, writing by night. So, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. It is. It's a perfect location to just <laughs> springboard to so many different places. Yeah. Um, what would you say, what do people need to know about Oman? You know, like you said, folks don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say, like, why should people come visit Oman. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, You know, I think Oman is kind of like a hidden gem. I like to tell people, like, a lot of people don't know where it's located, but then when they find it, it was like, oh, wow, who knew? Like, they call it like the Pearl of Arabia, right? So it's like, you know, you get here and you see that we have, you know, mountains and we have beaches and people go hiking and they go adventure trekking and like there's so many beautiful like treasures to be found when you come here and a lot of people don't even know it I guess it's a small country too so um you know the population of Oman is like the the population of Chicago like actually it's less like I think the population here is like four million people in the entire country and I used to live in Chicago before I moved abroad it was five million then so I'm like it's a small country um it's very safe like and people are very accommodating you know, very helpful. So I like to tell people it's not just the beauty of Oman, of like the physical beauty, but it's also the beauty of the people as well. That, you know, a lot of my friends who have traveled to the Middle East, they always say, oh, Oman is like the coolest destination in the Middle East because everybody's just like so chill, you know? <laughs> and it's like Omanis are very humble as well. So you feel that energy when you come here, you know? So, yeah, all of those, all of those things. <laughs> Very, it's a different energy than like Dubai, which is super, you know, yeah. made up and exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah, you very, very man made. Everything Dubai is the biggest building and the biggest mall. You go to Oman and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you go to the the goat soup on a Friday in this one. Like it's just like the experiences that you get here are so different than what you get in other, you know, in Dubai or other parts of the Middle East. So. <laughs> that, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a Black woman, too, what has it been like to live there? And um, do you have any advice for Black women travelers or women of color travelers um, that would want to visit? Yeah, definitely. You know, like for me, as a, I always like to preface it, as a Black American woman, I know my experience, okay. you know, they I, I have that, I, I call it pointed, you know, the passport privilege, that little blue passport. You know, when people hear the American accent and you tell them, oh, you're from USA, they're like, oh, Obama. Like, there's this, like, they they love Americans, right? So they're just like, oh, you know, we miss Obama. I'm like, we do too. Like, you know, so, you know, they, <laughs> I've, got, I've gotten that a few times from people. But um, 
So it's like it's actually pe- people are very welcoming and accommodating to Black American, you know, women in particular. It's just mm-hmm. like it's very safe. You know, people have this misconception about like traveling through this region. I, I like to tell people like I went from good to good. Like South Korea was a super safe place. Oman is a very safe, like one of the safest places in, in, in the world. People don't even know it, but um, yeah, because like in the Middle East. There, there's, there's a level of respect for like a woman, right? So I'm not going to say it's like 100% perfect. Of course, you know, you go, you're going to go certain places and depending on how you dress, if you're, you know, dressed appropriately, cautiously, like no one mm-hmm. bats an eye, right? You know, come in a small city in Oman and with itty bitty shorts on, you might get get a side eye. But, you know, from a few people, for, but for the most part, they won't even like try to look in your direction because it's, it's a level of respect. They don't want to see all of that. But um, so it's like, you will be safe. You don't have to worry about like pe- you know people trying to take advantage of you or anything like that. Like people are very accommodating. I I, I'm, I don't really have to worry about any of those things living here as a single woman. You know that people would assume. You know <laughs> being in this region. So yeah. absolutely yes, and thank you for that distinction. Exactly yes. <laughs> in terms of um, specifying Black American, because it is a it it is a, an important distinction. Um, and it's also really interesting to hear too about, you know, being a woman, the levels of, you know, respect that there are and that folks aren't, um, checking for you in that way, you know, like, and especially too, I think the cultural piece of respecting, you know, certain customs in terms of dress and how you show up, um, I think is really an important point to bring up. It's and to segue into that, I want to know more about this dating life out there, you know, not to get too personal, yeah. but really just because you wrote a beautiful piece about your experiences you. dating out there. So if you want to share for, with the folks who have not read it, I will make sure to link it because um, I oh, cool. really, really enjoy the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Thank because you. There's a great conversation, I think, a lot mm-hmm. of... Um, Black American women are having about dating in the States versus dating outside of the country oh, and what those yes. listen. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll just preface it with, you know, the struggle is real no matter if you're in the States, if you're in the Middle East, if you're in Africa, if you're in Europe, like literally, like you said, this is the conversation that we're having in on social media and, you know, in, in the, the metaverse, <laughs> you know, everywhere. So, um, yeah. So, like, I'm very fortunate after many, many years of being in this region. I've, I've had several different experiences and, you know, I, I can preach to the choir about like listening to your gut, what your woman's intuition in the beginning. Like when I first, my first week, you know, I like to say fresh off the boat, like fresh off the plane from coming here. I said, Oh, I'm not going to date, you know, anyone or a local in particular. Like I, I say, you know, cultural difference. I'm not going to do that. And then a week later I meet someone and somehow six months later we're in a relationship. And then it just like all went to crap because cultural differences, it was just like, you should have listened to that intuition from the beginning. You already knew you were setting yourself up for failure, dating someone who is, you know, um, I'm Christian over here. He's Muslim over here. It can be done, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's not, it does, it doesn't work out for the majority. Like I just want to keep it real. Like, you know, you are very fortunate if you find that one who is willing to, to stay with you. If you're, if you're not willing to convert, you know, if he's not willing to introduce you to the family because, you know, it's haram, it's not right for them to even date. You're supposed to be set up, you know, cultural wise. So it's like from the beginning, you're kind of just like, 
setting yourself up <laughs> to probably get your feelings hurt. So it's like, you know, I've learned from that mistake, you know, and, and fast forward, now I'm dating someone who is also an expat. And, you know, uh, even though we're from different backgrounds, it's like we're making it work because we, we have a lot of the same values. So, you know, you you have to do the work. You, you have to get out there, put yourself out there, network, go to different events, you know, living abroad, just the same as you would have to do in the States, you know, they're not just going to fall in your lap. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've definitely got stories for days, but uh, <laughs> that's just, that's just a little a snippet of uh, some, some of the details. Yeah. Read the article for the rest. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I, li- I like that teaser. Um, <laughs> did you use, did you use apps to meet this new, um, new bay? Or was Actually, it like just in person? No, I have dated somebody from that app. So we, we did long distance and he was in the UAE and I was here and like that didn't work out. But um I have, you know, found people on the apps before. But um no, actually we met in person, like at a um a networking event, and there's a site called Internations. You know, it was actually it was created in Germany, but it's like now they're all global, like they have Internations events um in different cities. You know, when I come home to the States, I get emails about Internations in Atlanta. And then here I get, you know, notifications about Oman, Dubai even. So like they're the Internations they have different um like networking opportunities for whatever you're interested in. So we actually met at a networking event. <laughs> we network, we've changed numbers and yeah, here we are. <laughs> so love that. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Cause I love that conversation. I love to hear about love, um, you know, and just the different ways that people connect, the different ways yeah. that people meet um, because we are in a massive the world is massive, right? And mm-hmm. um, we're connected in so many different ways. Exactly. So um, it, this is always uh, the romantic in me is always like, tell me more. I want to know. It's so <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody wants that's that's like the number one question. You know, being an expert, how's the dating house? You know, yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to know the answer to that. <laughs> Totally. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's an important part of quality of life. I think, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, unless you're partnered, you know, but if you're single like that, I think that that factors into, um, you know, things that you think about of yes. where you want to live, how long you can stay or want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's really interesting to hear about Oman because it's not um, a place that a lot of people are, you know, thinking about like when you look at like travel influencing, it's like, you know, Portugal is hot. Costa Rica is hot. Like there's all these places that are, you know, these go-tos right now. But I love that you're somewhere that you've been for a long time. Um, And this is kind of one of the things that we were talking about, you know, before we got on the, on, on here, started recording was, you know, the fact that when you've been traveling or living abroad for such a long time and seeing how, social media has just like really amplified the issue. Um, It's really interesting to see. So I guess as a, you know, long-term black American woman living abroad, is there anything that you would like any kind of advice that you would have for folks or things that you think like, Hey, as travelers or as, you know, if you're considering a move abroad, Yes. especially as a black American woman, these are things to think about. 
Absolutely. You know, it's like I think about when I first, first decided to move abroad, like, you know, even before coming to the movies, like decided to go to South Korea, like, you know, as a single woman, you know, you're you're going to think about, like you said, dating, just like, oh, it's going to be a different culture over there. But, you know, researching online, thank goodness for social media, you know, researching online, looking for groups. Like I know one of the first expat groups I had joined before moving abroad, it was like called Brothers and Sisters of South Korea. And now and I'm in Oman and I'm, I'm like the admin of the Brothers and Sisters of Oman group. Right. So it's just like, I was like, how far I've come, like, you know, to be from the South Korea groups and now running the Omaha group. But yeah, it was just like, I want to, can I get my hair done? Like, can I find hair care products? Like, those were the questions that were important before deciding to pick a place. Like, those were the questions I was asking in the brothers and sisters group, you know, and I, and now I, and I'm answering those questions. I get, I get those on IG people inboxing me. I was just like, wow. It's just like, (laughs) how, how, how things you know change over time but um yeah so it's just like social media use these platforms these networking groups you know i i have my own travel group i love the glow trot and people are asking questions about different locations there you know who's in portugal you know when they're getting ready to travel to a location or you know be a digital nomad like my my uh, business partner Renee, we started the group together. You know, she's based in Aust- has been based in Australia the same amount of time I've been based in Oman. We met in South Korea, so mm-hmm. now she's like, you know, she went to Bali for a month, type to live, and she was like, oh, the brothers and sister group of Bali, yes. like, oh, they're so accommodating. You know, like we're finding these communities and on social media, like so, definitely use those resources. YouTube, you know, uh, bloggers, vloggers, um, travel influencers, like. This is what we do. We are educating people about these different places before you decide to settle on them. So, yeah, definitely use those resources out there for sure. That's great. I'm going to go look up. What did you say? Was it internations and then like yeah. brothers and sisters of everywhere? Yeah. I'm going to go. Look. Literally, that's the brothers and sister group ever. It's true. We are everywhere. Seriously. If you're thinking about going to Portugal, it. we got you. You're thinking about coming to Oman, we got you. You know, it's just like we are literally everywhere. So. Yeah, just, just I love in. that so just much. Type it in. <laughs> we out here. I'm gonna be doing. Like, um, I lived in Costa Rica all of last year, and so it's the same thing that there was mm-hmm. a really deep um, black ex, you know, black American, and even folks from the UK or yeah. um, and Europe, deep community there, which was really really helpful. And it is for certain things, you know, it's important, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me to engage with the locals, right, and and. Right be in community with locals. Right. But mm-hmm. also there's certain things that, you know, like you said, where do I get my hair done? Like we mm-hmm. all had the same loctician, you know what I'm saying? This lady right. who's been living here for 20 years, you know, and like certain things like, how do I turn my gas on? Or, you know, all these, right. these like minutiae that you don't really think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't speak the local language, or right. even if you do speak it on some level, it's helpful to have those networks of folks to just be like, y'all, yep. can we get together and like have a cookout or exactly. play some cards? Like we would play cards and stuff, you know. Right. It's just yeah. like, you know, you have, you have your, like, let's get together and have a, th- a brother's sister's Thanksgiving meal. Like, you know, meet up, meet up at a restaurant or do yes. a potluck. Like we have that opportunity, you know, like, so you need that community, you know, being abroad. Totally. <laughs> totally. Are there any things that you miss about the U.S.? You said you're from, you're from Chicago. Is there anything that you miss about home? Actually, I'm from Detroit, but I lived in like my last, oh. 
home. I'm a yeah, I'm a Michigander from the from the deep. But um, but I lived in Chicago was the last place that I lived before moving abroad by my last job. But um, and now my family's in Atlanta, so every summer when I come home, I'm going to Atlanta. You know, everybody migrates. But uh, the only like truth to be told, like I come back to the states every summer to see my family. If it weren't for the people, I would be traveling every summer going somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's like I miss the pe my family more than anything. But of course, you know the, the the main thing when you go home during the summer. Well, when I go home during the summer, I'm like I'm looking forward to going to eat, going to go to soul, soulful restaurants. You know, it's just like yeah, so <laughs> family plus food. You know, I don't. I tell people all the time, I don't necessarily miss living in the states, but whenever I leave, like after being home all summer, it's just like oh, I'm gonna miss my people. That that that's the, the main thing that I miss is just the people. <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. It's the same thing for me. I love. Like I live in New Orleans now and I love living in New Orleans. Um, and, but it, it, part of what the decision to come back from Costa Rica was, it was a multitude of things, but a lot of it was, you know, um, and this was, I was there during quarantines and shelter in place and pandemic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, I miss my peoples. You know what I mean? Like I miss my community and, um, you know, being here during that time, just of that 2020 was just so intensely stressful. <laughs> and oh, I felt very grateful that I had the opportunity to leave. It was by accident. Like it was not in the plans, but it was almost right. like, it was like the path of least resistance mm. in terms of securing housing, literally. Yes. Cause I yes. have a, a dear friend who was another black American woman. She's been living um, outside of the U S since like 06 or 08. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she ended up, she was on a sabbatical, ended up teaching, I mean, um, ended up in Costa Rica when everything shut down. Right. So she was able to secure housing for me um, when I left, I left Los Angeles during uh, October, 2020. Yeah. And, um, but, but really what I missed the most was my peoples, you know what I mean? Like really okay. like the family, um, you know, and being in community here. So exactly. um I totally understand. It's like the living, you know, there's things <laughs> about living in the state Woo! that we don't um we don't realize until we leave. Yes. You know, like yes. you just get used to to certain ways of being. Mm-hmm. Certain I feel like we're psychologically attacked on a daily basis in the United Ever. States. Yes. Constant PTSD. People don't even realize it. But yeah, like you said, when you get outside and you come back in, you're just like, woo. It's like I was telling um, some friends before, it was like when I first got back to the States this summer, especially like after the pandemic, because like the summer of 2020, I couldn't travel. Like I, did, I didn't leave on mine. So that, that was the first summer right. in like years that I couldn't go back to the States because if I had left Oman, I wasn't getting back in. They, they closed their borders during the pandemic for like a year. So, yeah. you know, so it's like, it was like, whoa, after not going home for a, over a year and then going back home this summer, it was like, woo, it was like that, that pe- like that trauma, you know, it's like going to Walmart for the first time with your mother and like seeing somebody walking with a backpack and I'm thinking to myself, these things are running through my head. Like what's in a backpack? You know, I'm, I'm busy watching him and I'm like, I don't have to do this where I live. I don't get this, like this anxiety just to go yes. to the, to the market. Like, yeah. So it was, it was things yeah. like that, that made it a little tough being back home, but it's just like mm-hmm. the bigger purpose. I'm here because of my family, you know, I love them. I want to see them, but it, 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 it was rough. Like it was not particularly easy being back, you know? 
the the the, yeah. the drama the trauma that you have after like being being gone for so long. So it, it's something yeah. else people don't even realize. <laughs> you don't, and it's um when I was leaving Costa Rica, I did certain things like I um recorded like. 20 minutes of ocean water, <laughs> like the beach. I got these like tattoos of nature, all what? these things, because I was like, I want you to remember like this, you know, the state of mind and the state of being you were in mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. because it's like the consumerism, the like racial yeah. gender, the like violence, all this kind of stuff that's constantly enacted. It's like, mm-hmm. I want you to center mm-hmm. and like, remember that, this does not um, have to be your existence, right? Like you're in it, but you're not, you don't have to be of it. Um, And so thank you. It was because it was like, I would notice even when I came back to the States and then would go back because I had to, it was like every 90 days you had to leave. So I would use that to just pop to the States, switch up stuff, buy a couple of things, come back. Um, You know, but it was, it was like this, big culture shock. And it was Mm -hmm. hard because I didn't want to be like, I'm so, you know, elitist and I know how it is to live elsewhere. You know, it wasn't even about that. It It was just being able to see pain and see like pathology very differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even now being here, um, it is, it's just like, I have to constantly remind myself of like, okay, you know, that this is just, this is the setup. And <laughs> just to remember, it's like, yeah. you know, um, it, it doesn't have to be like this. It's not like this everywhere. And there's a lot right. of blessings and amazing things about being here. You know, it's, this is not like, you know, crap all over the United States time right now, but it is. Oh, right, right, right. But that, that not the, we didn't have that agenda, but you know, but we're just keeping it real. We're keeping it 100. Like these are things that you realize when you go on out, when you leave and then you come back and just like, oh, you start realizing these different things. So it's yes. the reality of the exactly. situation. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It mm-hmm. is a reality. And so I, um, you know, always appreciate these conversations. And also, um, you know, I think that through our like writing and through our, you know, kind of like public conversations and, and videos and all the different things. Um, it gives us opportunities to help folks mm. reimagine things or imagine things differently or inspire to go some places like they would, you know, they might not ever go like, Oh my, right. you know, <laughs> exactly. um, That's the idea. You know, yeah. <laughs> open people's open, open folks minds. And so um, I think that's a perfect segue into you know, how you're doing that through your writing. You have a new book, which I think is adorable and so sweet, an ABC guide to children's games. So I'd love to know more about that. How did you create that? What was the inspiration behind that? Thank you. Um, Yeah, you know, so like me being abroad for so long, being an English teacher, you know, like I, I don't have kids, right? But I'm I'm around, you know, I, I was around children in South Korea and now I'm teaching on university level. But like, honestly, the inspiration behind the book was my nephews. Like they are now 10 and 12, you know? So like they, they have, I've been abroad since my first nephew was born. 
12 years ago, right? So it's like, you know, they, they obviously know their auntie. I come home every summer and, you know, I'm, I'm that cool auntie that travels and I bring them gifts and we get to hang out and stuff like that. But yeah. they never been able to come to the other side of the globe to visit me, you know, not their, at their age. Um, and then, with you know, their mom, their mom and their jobs and everything like that. So it's like I wanted to write a book to inspire them to, like, not only just hear the cool stories, you know, about their auntie living in the desert with the camels, like, but I'm going to have a book and, like, see representation of like kids from different countries. So it's like basically for other, every letter of the alphabet bit is, is teaching the kids about a game from that country. So A is for Australia, O is for Oman, where I live, S is for South Korea, where I used to live. So it was really cool, like, you know, to launch it this summer, to go home, gift it to my nephews, have them sit there and read it from cover to cover. And just like, you know, I'm asking like, which game would you want to play? And my one nephew was like, oh, the, the game in South Korea looks kind of cool. And I was like, you know, your auntie used to live there. Like the year you were born, actually, that's when I lived there. And he's looking at me like, wow, that's right. Like, that's so, like, they know about Oman because I've been here for so long. But, you know, nine, right. years, 10 years ago when I was in South Korea, they were like two and zero. You know, right? So, um, so like, for them to, like, see the, these games and, and see the, rep, you know, the, the representation of these places, they're like, oh, that is so cool. So, like, that was really, they were my inspiration behind it. And then, obviously, to inspire other kids, you know, to hopefully want to travel and see the world in the future and learn about different cultures. So, so far, so good. It's, it's been well-received in the States. And I did a reading at my nephew's school like the week before, actually a few days before I was flying back to Oman. So it was so awesome. Like see him standing there so proud because he was like my little assistant helping me read the book. And um, yeah, and then, like <laughs> one, one little girl, I had I had I had my my uh table, my, my table runner of like, you know, the picture of the book. You know, they're on the cover, right? So it was like one little girl was looking at the photo, and she was looking at my nephew, and I had and they were asking questions, she raised her hand and she was like, Is that is that him? Like, you know, is that is that Nicholas? So I was like, Yeah. She was like looking. She was like, I can see it, you know, like, and I was just like, oh, like, it, it, that was like the, the the best memory of the summer. Like, seriously, like, just having those kids like be so in awe of the book, it, it made me made me so happy. <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that, and I love um, the inspiration for the nephews and being able to like do like a like show and tell day at school. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, my cool auntie. <laughs> One of the teachers, she was just like, she's like the best auntie ever, right? And he was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Heart melting. Yes. Heart melting. I love it. <laughs> I love that. I hope that they can come visit you um, sometime when they're a bit older or whenever. I really hope so as well. I really want them to come and see the camels in real life. <laughs> like, that'd be so yes. cool. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, this was so wonderful. I'm so glad that we got a chance to connect and I want to make sure that my audience can connect with you as well. So how can folks a order the book? Cause I think it's a great holiday gift. I'm going to get um, a, a copy for some, some young people in my life that I love. Um, and um yeah, how can folks be in touch with you? How can they find the book? How can they find, you know, your blog and continue yeah. to support you? Definitely. Thank you so much. Well, um, like as you mentioned before, my travel community and my blog, they're the same name. Like on Facebook, I have a travel group that that goes by the same name. And then I have the blog. It's called I Love the Glow Trot. It's a unique spelling. I like to tell people it's I-L-U-V, the number two, and then glowtrot.com. So they can follow me there. And I've done write-ups about, you know, the, the book. So it's available on Amazon, an ABC Guide to Children's Games Around the Globe. So you can find the Amazon link on the blog or you can just 
type in my name and you'll find in both actually both of my books so you'll find them on amazon that one in a guide to land in the english teaching job abroad which was kind of like i like to tell people that's the adult version like that that's to inspire the adults to move abroad and the, the children's book is like the follow-up to that <laughs> so they kind of go if there's a marriage they go hand in hand both available on amazon yeah. also you know the abc guide to children's games around the globe is available on book baby which is like one of the distributors who i go through as well so it's in two places so yeah they can find those on online and you can follow me and find my my IG Nicole I love the glow trot and we have the I love the glow trot page and so yeah there's several different avenues places to find me but go to the blog everything is there <laughs> perfect thank you so much this was so fun to get to know you and hear about your journey um I hope we can do this again sometime um and uh continue to talk more about so many different um facets of travel and living abroad so thank you so much nicole and um (laughs) truly a pleasure this was divine timing i'm glad we could finally do this um and stay tuned for the next episode of spirit in the material world this is jana zinzi it has been a blast and we'll see you soon see you (laughs) (laughs)